It's Green and Gold Insiders on a Thursday. Time to check in with Ben Brust. KBN, you hear his program every weekday from 2 to 5 on ESPN Milwaukee. Greetings, Ben. What up, Greg? So I, we will talk Packers here, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little bit of basketball as the Bucks open up their season. How much did one trade in the offseason help change your view of the Bucks? So to be honest, even if Drew Holiday was here, I don't think my expectations would have changed for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I think they made a move in which it's like, all right, you open your eyes a little bit more and those expectations feel a little bit more achievable just because and it's no knock on Drew Holiday. If you have two superstars, in which they do now, that supposedly will complement each other very nicely on the basketball court, you got that's something to be even more excited about, um, and even beyond Damian Lillard, right? Just Giannis, like the way he talked about the off season initially, and you know, like if if we're not in a way that we're looking to win championships, like I'd consider moving on. And then you know, a month later, he shows his loyalty to the Milwaukee Bucks and the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin by signing this extension. Now. The NBA is a little bit different, right? Where it's like, you know, if you want to get out, you can be a little bit of a, you know, a bleep hole and just be like, hey, I want to I want to be traded from here. But the way that it was presented from Giannis at his press conference after signing his extension made you feel really warm and fuzzy inside. And I think that is something to be celebrated. But it's also something to realize that his expectations are to win a championship. He said that very loud and clear, and the management listened. And they went and got Damian Lillard. So all in all, it, it I just look at Giannis when I think about expectations. If his expectations are to win a championship, well, they should be for everyone else. I just think John Horse has been really impressive because they went and got Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday was an integral part in them winning the first championship. But when you win championships, if you stay complacent and you run it back year after year, that's when you get passed by. And doesn't feel like they're in a mode of being passed by, which is, again, an exciting thing as a Bucks fan. So how fair or unfair is this comparison? And we have to use last year's Packers and, and probably the Packers of the last several years as, as part of the discussion here. To me, this is what all-in looks like. You make the trade for Drew Holiday. Your draft capital gets flushed down the toilet. Giannis isn't interested in second round picks, right? It's just he's not. He's interested in championships. Nor have they hit with second round picks. You land a championship with Drew Holiday. You have to up the ante. You can't be complacent. You trade maybe a fringe Hall of Fame player away to get a bona fide future Hall of Famer in Damian Lillard, and boom, Giannis signs a contract maybe a year before he probably could have or should have, according to many. That feels all in to me. It never felt like all-in with Aaron when he was guiding the Packers. I don't know if it's a fair comparison because they are different sports. The transitive property doesn't always exist. But I never felt like, woo, Packers are all in here. I feel that with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 110% correct. Um, and it even shows from a lot of levels, right? Think about this. They went to the NFC Championship game in 2019. Were they good enough to win the Super Bowl that year? Clearly not. But that was a great accomplishment for a team with a first-year head coach when there was a little bit of doubt around Aaron Rodgers after that 2018 season, coming into 2019, who was he going to be? And then to draft Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, and Josiah DeGuara 
Did that really feel like you were adding pieces to help the team right away? What did they add to the team where it was like, all right, they traded for this guy, they traded for a Von Miller, or this type of guy? It was always, we're in the conversations, and they never pulled the trigger. And by trading Devontae Adams, right, everyone's like, well, you know, he didn't want to be here. He did. He just wasn't prioritized by Green Bay when he wanted to be. And so when he leaves for the Raiders, you then left yourself with, all right, MVS gone, Lazard was coming up, um, you know, and and so when you move on from Devontae Adams, you're really left with Amari Rodgers, who's no longer on the team, which was a draft pick that you went after. So you didn't set yourself up for Jordan Love but you didn't go all in, and then look at what you're you're watching right now, a young team that's having routes run into each other by young guys with a young quarterback, and so, like, you didn't go all in, and now the product is like, did you do enough to set up Jordan Love with success? So, I'm not high on Goody right now on the long-term strategy, which is the general manager's job to set up the team to be successful long-term, but if you didn't go all in, it should look a little bit better right now in terms of your depth at that wide receiver position in a lot of different areas. Two schools of thought. The Vikings played their best game of the year in beating San Francisco on Monday night. No doubt the best the Vikings have looked all season long. That was either peak Vikings and they're ready to kind of go to the other side of the spectrum against Green Bay or they're just catching their groove and will continue what they did on Monday, on Sunday in Green Bay. If I'm not mistaken, the Packers have lost three in a row and the Vikings have won three in a row. And so... You have a team that's ascending and a team that's in the dumps. To me, the best scenario that could happen for the Packers on Sunday is they blow out the Vikings and we learn a little bit more about these young players and they take a step up or they they, they make that step after two bad offensive performances coming off long times to prepare for the Raiders and off of the bye uh, last week. So if you're not able to do I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to turn around a great, great game plan. You know who struggles against pressure? Jordan Love. You know who blitzes more than anybody in the NFL? Vikings. Brian Flores and the Minnesota Vikings on defense. So like, the best thing for me is if they blow out the Vikings or the Vikings blow out the Packers. You know why? Because we're living in middle ground right now. Well, you know, they've been in games, they've been in one-score games, but they've been against bad teams. And then also you've had like these moments where it's like, oh, well, maybe there's something there. Enough with the middling. Like I just like I, I really do think clarity is what this team needs because if you are continuing to guess on if a quarterback is good, bad, good, bad, that's just bad. You don't want to be in a situation where you're trying to figure out is he the guy, is he not the guy? Because that's when you're in QB purgatory, where you end up like a lot of teams in the NFL, do we sign him? Does that hamstring us to a guy that we don't want for the next three, four years? And then you lose value on that quarterback. They need clarity. They need clarity fast. Because, again, like I had said, the roster was built to be growing with youth, but they didn't surround the team with enough veterans to help that youth grow. When the blind's leading the blind, who are they going to go to for advice? The blind, because it's just a bunch of young guys. And so it's on Matt LaFleur, it's on this coaching staff to put them in this spot to be successful. But I want to see clarity, which is, okay, they got something in them. They just went and at home after three straight losses. They got some fight in them. They won by 10 against the Vikings. Or, man, with all these injuries, uh, Jordan Love, three straight games where it's like, you know, it hasn't been great. The receivers aren't making strides. They're running into each other. Like, we just, I just want to know, right? And I think that's where it's hard in these conversations about figuring out the Packers is they give you every reason to believe one week and every reason not to in a different week. And so I think 
a blowout against an average team right now in the Vikings, who I believe three and four, would be clarity for me, and that's what I'm looking for. He is the B in KBN, Kyle Brust and Nortman. Ben Brust, the best-looking member of the trio. you got a fresh haircut, man. You're looking good. Thank you, Greg. He is Ben Brust.